you're a fucking bad person. <laughs> and welcome back to the Jim Burns Day podcast. <laughs> now listen, listen, be quiet now because I'm talking, okay? Right. I went to Rome. Yeah. 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 I, me, the mayor, St. Nitz. I went to Rome recently and it was good. You know, people are like, oh, Rome's amazing. It's a, and you think, those guys are a bunch of fucking wankers. Mm-hmm. But it is amazing. It is amazing. It so, is amazing. I'd like to apologise to Rome. We've all been, right, in this room, haven't we? Yeah. We've all, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you've got absolutely nothing you can tell us. So, I mean, you might as well just shut up about it now. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. I forgot we were making this just for ourselves. <laughs> I like so, your little fucking vanity projects. What are you on about? Yeah, shut up, mate. I don't have any vanity projects. Mate, you've got loads of... Fu- Firstly... Pat Bren is the ultimate fucking vanity project. <laughs> You've got 25 illegal, illegitimate, and damn right illogical children. Yeah. Loads of mad sequels. Exactly. <laughs> children, the ultimate vanity project. I want another version of me so I can dress it up and make it do stuff that I can't do. I mean, it is like you know, having children. It is born of the belief that the world cannot possibly function without your DNA in it. Um, well, listen, the world is already up against it with just me <clears throat> in it. It doesn't need... Imagine a little Burns... Yeah, a kid out of Robocop too, isn't it? Do they make mate, the big time. <laughs> Dave, you're from the north, mate, so, I mean, you can't even touch me on anything. Now listen, listen, I'm Stephen Burns and that guy, say hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. Yeah, that's Dave and Jim. Now you know who I am. Yeah, sake. exactly, you're the guy with the headphones on, skull candy headphones, like, <laughs> fucking twat. Where, oh, you told me earlier, speaking of uh, Jim Trinker, the ultimate poser, you went to Japan Centre, didn't you? Yeah, it it's is. like flight center, but more Japanese. Yeah. It's like it's like it's kind of like going to Japan, except you don't actually have to leave the country you're in. Oh, except, that's very ex- Brexit talk, there, mate. Accepting, <laughs> accepting that the country you're in isn't already Japan. You know, otherwise, that doesn't work. Um, yeah, it's like a Japanese supermarket hidden away in a wee corner of Piccadilly Circus. It's just off Piccadilly, um, and it's 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 great. Uh, it's in. Uh, what is clearly what was clearly like an 80s branch of Nat West mm. it's all fucking wood panelling with the Nat West logo embossed into the wood panelling as you walk in so it's like some bad shit like loads of cocaine got taken here at one point well um, uh, alleg- allegedly I, I allege <laughs> <laughs> I would I would guess um and uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's great. It's like, uh, and I've discovered that um, that Japan is about a billion times better at noodle-based ready meals than, well, not even noodle-based, just just ready meals in general than we are. You were surprised that Japan was better at noodles than Britain. Well, no, no. <laughs> but I would have assumed that like there's only so many ways you can do noodle-based ready meals, right? I mean. It, but the thought has never crossed but, my mind. But um, so I uh, got this uh, udon thing. Um, yeah. With uh, with fried tofu and so, and it's like I thought like fuck it I'm gonna try. You've done that. well, lips to you, Jim. I'm gonna try that. Right? Nice. You're wearing a clash t-shirt. Fried as well, bean mate. curd. Shocking. Right? Fried bean curd. Yeah. And I thought fucking all right, let's have a go. It was like two fifty or something. Weird foil tray. You put it on the hob once you put the put the water in. Like really thick udon noodles, not dried, just vacuum packed. But I mean, it's going to be with Brexit. It's going to be an English supermarket in like two weeks' time. It'll be just loads of chicken nuggets. And in, in fuck yeah, yeah. Turkey yeah. twizzlers, isn't it, baby? It'll just be called like the fucking I don't know the Northern Centre, and it'll all be fucking pies and gravy. <laughs> I mean, be oh, I'd love it. I would love a pie and gravy right now. Can someone <laughs> like, listen? When you listen to this, send me a pie and gravy. Don't send it to my 
you know, to my fucking house. I'm not going to give you the address. But I'll get a P.O. box and you can send it there and let me know when you've sent it. Why don't they just send you a voucher code for pie and grit? Why don't they send you a voucher code for delivery so you can listen, get... Listen, listen, yeah. people. Tweet me or DM me. <laughs> DMs will be open for one hour. <laughs> okay. These yeah. are my demands. <laughs> right, before before we move on from pies, did anyone see that fucking survey they put where they asked people around the nation what your favourite pie is? And, you know, I think Leeds got it best with, with steak and ale. That's the correct option. It's chicken and leek. Fucking London. But London? With nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. But nothing is an incredible pie, though. I don't understand why anyone... It's anyway. not a pie. It is a pie. No. I, I mean, it's... Oh man, I'm moving... Banoffee does come from the USA though, doesn't it? And they are they do call pizzas pies, don't they? Exactly. So uh, it's I mean, more they, an affectation. Banoffee one and key line two. What are you about? It's just fuck off. It's just the whole kind of the definition of pie is is evolved there, that's all. Excuse me? What the fuck are you talking about? Listen, the I definition from, of pie has evolved there. Listen, I come Unless from Unless you're the place, talking mathematics, baby, I, I don't want to hear that. The <laughs> most popular kind of pie. What? Is is has a macaroni and cheese filling. That's so, disgusting. Steak and ale. It's so unhealthy that Greg's stopped doing it in Scotland. <laughs> and there were questions asked in the Scottish government, in the Scottish Parliament, genuinely. Really? Yeah. See, you know, that pisses me off. Like, the government, without sounding like Woody Harrison or something here, if I want to eat that, I'll fucking eat it, you cunt. Basically, don't tell me what to put in my own it. body. It wasn't the government that banned it. It was Greg's that went. This is killing nah, people. Is we have to stop making it. <laughs> yeah, but so what? You see, when Greg start worrying about the health of their customers, you know you fucked it. It's like when British McDonald's stopped doing supersize, and people were petitioning Why? Nicola Sturgeon to step in and be like, "Can you tell Greg's to start doing the macaroni <laughs> pies again?" <laughs> she was like, "I can't really do that." However, that I've is got more pressing I mean, things. That, to, uh... that that would be an overreach of the executive power. Like that. <laughs> yeah. But a surefire vote winner. <laughs> like I'm bringing back if basically if the Tory government said I'm bringing back um, Spira chocolate and Rolling Rock beers yeah I'd be oh, like you love a Rolling Rock I'd be like fuck poor people baby what, get rid what, of them what's wrong with what, why would you do anything for a Rolling Rock beer because look because Rolling Rock is it's bad. It's, listen, it's, not, it's, it's nice. It's, it's not, what you're talking it's about. Not, it's more of what nice. you associate with, because we used to get it all the time at uni and do shit. Uh, and right, also... It's not a very good bit. In the deer hunter, you cunt, Robert De Niro <laughs> says, would you like a Ron Rock? It's the best beer there is. What? Robert De Niro's a liar. <laughs> listen, Robert De Niro of a grand, bad was, grandpa fame. Robert De Niro was literally being paid to lie. He was acting. I mean... Um, I, if you if your definition of uh, acting is lying, then you're going to be a bad actor. It's a form of lying, though, isn't it? No, it's a... No, no. What are you talking about? No. It's, it's a falsehood? No. There's a definition difference between lying and acting. Okay. No, there fucking is. Yes, there fucking there is. Absolutely isn't. Well, well-known liar Al Pacino. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. Best liar goes to. <laughs> oh, that fucking... would be brilliant, wouldn't it? It's yeah. professional lying. Best That's lying goes to Chicago. Actually, you're probably right on that one. Yeah. So uh, yeah, listen, you guys went to the uh, ukulele yeah. uh, launch party. Yes. Yeah. How was that? Was there any gossip? Because uh, I wasn't there. Not that we're going to talk about on a podcast. There was no gossip. Yeah. Though. So actually, you just made it sound a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, a lot of gossip. Like, it was salacious. 
Um, no, it was a really fun night, and uh, it, me and Dave went along. We had to make all of our all of our excuses for you not being there. Obviously, people were saying, "Where's Burns?" I just we came were... back from Sydney. So I took yeah, off but, the dog, but we didn't say dog that to same. people. We didn't. <laughs> I was in an important meeting. We didn't say that to the dog. People. But people were like, "Well, where's Burns?" And I like, "Oh, fuck knows, mate." <laughs> Listen, I've been sitting on the shed all weekend. That's not a euphemism. I don't know where he's gone. The last time I spoke to him, he was on a bus or something. I don't know. He's not been on a so bus in his life. I made, so I made out that uh, you know, I made out that you were like fucked somewhere. I don't know. Um, Unbelievable. But like, uh, Unbelievable. no, it was good. Uh, my great mate Matt Jones um, was there, and we did some great mates content together. Hmm. We did a couple of selfies. The classic great mates content. So a uh, big, uh, lovely Joe Screbs from IGN, Gav Murphy. He was hosting a live stream. He he dragged me onto the live stream to play against. Jim was twatted at this. Point I was. As well. I was. He was no longer Jim Trinker. He was Gin Trinker. He was well. Yeah. Was proper. Like, you know when I hit that threshold where I just sort of start like. Like being this, yourself, the C word becomes every other word. And <laughs> well, like, you are Welsh. And I was I'm like, Scottish, I was like, this is not the point to get me on on the stream. On live stream, yeah. He's like, ah, come sit down, man. So you know, you're a terrible person. I you know sat that. down, and um, um, one of the devs was from Inverness, and I, I slagged him off. Mate, that's proper Scotland. Scotland. You're not from proper I'd Scotland. Like you're to, from like you're basically English. From the Lowlands. Um, exactly. Inverness isn't proper. Inverness is like Inverness is a fucking. Yeah, it's way north. Inverness it? is a retail park. Like it's not even. Is a it like Milton Keynes? Yeah, it's like proper shit, all mate. This there is, is what I said to him. Um, we should. You know what? We should go to Scotland. Uh-huh. We should start one of those. Uh, go fund me. We should climb a mountain. Yeah, we'll do it for charity. But the charity is actually our beer fund. <laughs> exactly I will climb a mountain I will what? die on that mountain I'll be like Reinhold Messner's brother but it'll be slightly more controversial Burns plots to commit fraud on podcasts <laughs> yeah the police will be like you actually talked about it and I'll be like yeah but if I talked about it then I couldn't have no, ever committed yeah. the fraud I obviously didn't do it because that would be I really mean, that is Trump's thing isn't it you know, I said I was going to be a racist misogynistic twat and that's what I'm being if, what's your problem and all these commentators are like well, I mean, he did say he was yeah, going to do I mean, it. One of the only politicians <laughs> like, stuck by what he said. <laughs> yeah, the world's probably going to end, so let's get to the old, uh, the old questions then. Questions. Now listen, Dr. Mark Sloan. Dr. Mark Sloan. Asks, he might as well come in on this podcast. I know. A question every week. Yeah, but he's... He don't, sent he's me a, a follow boy. request on, on my, my personal private locked account on Twitter, and I just want to say um, I won't ever accept. You're... Okay. <laughs> okay, well, you're a bad person. <laughs> You're a bad person, but uh, favourite foreign film. Now, what did you say earlier? Independence Day. That's... Um, that was a lot. Well, what are you talking about? It's an American film with a fucking German director. Yeah, that's a problem, that's actually. Well when, foreign. Everyone, when everyone talks about foreign films, that people don't include American as foreign. When, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is terrible, like, really. I mean... How ubiquitous I, they are. I know it's a former colony, but for fuck's sake, guys. Well, I think that the fucking tossers amongst us would probably say world cinema. There you go. Yes, that's probably... There you go. Like it, so, uh, well, that is that even that in itself is slightly problematic because you're just sort of lumping everyone into under lumping Zeds into all the different. I, I don't words anyway, I fucking agree with it. I'm just saying I'm that's just, what they call I'm just it. Saying. So, um, go on, give me an answer then, you dick. Films that aren't British or American. Uh, I mean, you had one. I mean, Run Lola Run was the first uh film I ever saw that was subtitled. Um, I'd never seen a quote unquote foreign film before that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, and that's that's really stuck with me because uh, it, it's fucking it's a great film. It's a really really lovely small idea that gets bigger and bigger as the film goes on. She runs, right? Um, yeah, she runs. It's like a Groundhog Day thing, but you know. So I've not seen it, but she runs, and then she just keeps running. Oh like, no! Uh, it's like uh, it's 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 one of those deals where it's like I mean, fucking hell! It's been years since I've actually seen it, but um, she is running to save her boyfriend from uh, a, a, bad, a bad fate, right? Yeah, uh, and it's like keeps like sort of fucking up on the way, and she's in like a time loop. So it is a good film, you know. It is a great film. Like it, what? It, so she just. <clears throat> It sounds like shit, mate. She's in, it's, it's just one of those deals where it's like, you know, people keep Have doing... Have you seen thing. Transformers? <laughs> <laughs> it's more like... It's less like Groundhog Day and it's more like that episode of Star Trek The Next Generation with Kelsey Grammer in it. Uh, um, you remember that one, Ben? Yeah, that's my favourite one. <laughs> what about you, which Dave? Which is a great episode. Before, I don't want to talk oh, about Star Trek. What about uh, you, Dave? Lahane, probably. My favorite. I knew you were going to say Lahane. Still one of my favourite films Fucking film school time. Dave. Can... fucking brilliant. But my other one would be Emmanuel Four. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, they're all they're all classics. I think they're uh, underappreciated in the yeah. genre. I'm going to say now it's not my favorite, but one of the most interesting uh, so-called foreign films I've seen in a long time. When I saw it was Festen. Festen's great. Yeah. Festen's fucking incredible. And even though it seems a bit cliche to say it now, Downfall's great. I was going to say Downfall. Downfall yeah, is fantastic. Really is. I mean, unfortunately, that scene has been lampooned so many times about. Exactly. Yeah, you, you can't watch that scene now. It's in Godfather territory now, yeah. isn't it? Where anytime Brando <laughs> speaks, you're like, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's yeah, it is a brilliant film. Totally. But yeah, it's, uh, oh, fuck, I absolutely love Feston. It's so fucking good. It's so, so good. If you've not seen it, don't be a dick. We Go. should do a not the director's commentary on a mad European one that people might not have seen as much. Yeah. Let's do a director's commentary on uh, not the director's commentary on Run All the Run then. No. Let's do that. No, I'm not that's, do that's it. quite a very, that's a very popular one. Yeah, everyone's one. seen that one. Fact, no one has you have fucking seen it. Well, I feel like <laughs> yeah, you've seen I mean, it. A woman <laughs> runs in a circle for 90 minutes. I mean, that's... It's like NASCAR, you cunt. Why would we do Jean Dillman? <laughs> right. Jean fuck. Right, let's do it. Jean Dillman is incredible. It's such a fucking great movie because it is designed solely to piss you off. It's like I directed it. <laughs> it's 16 is, hours long. Honest. It's just about the drudgery. Now, of, how, how long actually is it? I is think it, it's, it's close to four, isn't it? No, I think it's more than that. Is it? <sighs> I mean, it's long. It is, it is well long. But when, when we saw it, Dave... You may recall this when we were at university and it was on one of the courses and we saw it and it goes on for fucking months. I left halfway through for a couple of hours and came back. Just and it's like still going, just just a woman sitting in an apartment, basically. And uh yeah, at the end, which we won't spoil, but when uh something happens, people actually cheered because there was stuff happening in the <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, which I feel is probably the point, the point of it. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh Going, actually, maybe we should do not the director's commentary, but we'd probably have to do quite a lot of drugs to uh, to, to, <laughs> to get through because there's not that much to say yeah. <laughs> really about we'd the whole to, thing. We'd have to do an interval as well. Um, yeah, intermission. Um, Craig Gilmore, Gills, the boy, asks: Is The Rock a secret sequel to James Bond movies? Well, of course it is. It's got the same guy in it. In the same way that Entrapment is a secret sequel to James Bond. <laughs> but this time it's like sexy lasers, yeah, I mean, isn't they, it? They do hint at that, don't they? I mean, it's, yeah, it's, yeah it, it's, it's, it's implicit. Right? Yeah, he's a British intelligence officer. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, uh, he this is, is Sean Connery before everyone knew he was an actual prick. Yeah, isn't he? Uh, in, isn't the the year significant as well? Like he says, he's been in prison since year. There's a certain year which is the exact year that he was in one of the, the yeah, Bond movies yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So The Rock. I'll tell you what. Michael Bay has directed some fucking shockers, mm-hmm. but that is a really good movie. Don't mm. fucking disagree, me lads. What? Not disagreeing at all. You're a being a fucking cunt about it again. It's Listen, a great movie. Can't I want you to delete me saying the C word all it the time. Came on, it came on your telly once, though. And it was unwatchable because you have that fucking motion flow thing turned on. Oh, well, that's the downstairs telly, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And the downstairs telly is literally only used for watching Doctors and other <laughs> soaps. Wives. And Mob and Wives. Mob Wives. Listen, Mob Wives is... An ex on the beach. All these classic Steve Burns. Right, okay. Seriously. Are you up to date with Home and Away? You were slagging I off. am, actually. You were slagging and off neighbors. for, like, in The Expanse the other day, and it was like, you, you were, you, you've you watched a thousand hours, what was it, of Real Housewives? Yeah. Like, yeah. you watch you watch the worst television fucking... But listen, you have to understand, you have to understand that I really, like, anger gives me the energy to be <laughs> more angry, you know? And I, I watch these shows... You know that Jason Statham? But, Ex- uh, but, exactly. Yeah, but you're, never, you're never angry crank. when you watch Real Housewives or Mob oh, Wives. Mate, crank. You're always sitting there with a can of Foster's, like, fucking... Yeah, she's going to get a can of it. Got to stay angry or die. Honestly, Crank. Maybe we should do not a direct commentary on Crank. <laughs> right, listen. Shush, shush. Uh, Wall Street asks, when did the decline of American action films start? of the American action film star. With Independence Day. So, <clears throat> now this lad, he's a very smart guy. Follow him on the old Twitter. He's the only other person in the world that's seen The Damned, firstly. Um, and well, like life. How dare you? How? Right, shut up. Uh, but yeah, so it's like talking about when American action movies just became a load of what we would, might term hyperkinetic bullshit. So remember in the 80s, it was great. It was just a man with no shirt with a gun that was usually attached to the side of an aircraft shooting thousands and thousands of people in a, in a country that wasn't his own. And now it's all fucking moody, broody. Oh, I'm sad. And I've lost my memory. But now I'm going to fuck people. Actually, that's a great movie. That is a great film. That is a great fucking film. But American action movies, I think a lot of them have been shit forever though, haven't they? Well, it depends. Some of them just know what they are. So they're fun. Commando. I fucking love Commando. I love Commando. And speaking of... uh, We watched it, Dave, didn't we? Speaking of uh, motion flow, uh, on my telly in the games room, you can turn off... um, So when you turn motion flow on, it removes the film grain as well, basically. It's an opposite of Doctors, isn't it? And that grain, the post-processing, everything, hides so much of the poor direction and the poor cutting. There are entire scenes. When you can see the people in the background, there are people just milling around, talking. It's like Arnie's running through a fucking airport or whatever, and everyone's like, oh, that's just fine. And the cutting is so fucking bad. Now, I know it's exacerbated by this motion flow thing, but... What but did listen, you say yeah. you where they did that? Was, was it Frasier? Where what? they'd remastered it from the originals? Well, what do you mean? Oh, it was uh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Oh, it was Seinfeld. <clears throat> they um, they remastered it in high definition, um, and they did they did like a really good job of it because they went back to the original negatives and stuff, and and it looks like it looks amazing. Like it looks really pristine. You can tell it was filmed like a thousand years ago, but it still looks incredible. Really good transfers for the most part. Um, 
but it really shows up like how in the 90s when you were making a TV show that, I mean, remember, not only were they lower resolution, they were also a lot fucking smaller back then, televisions, mm, right? So people. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Napoleon. Um, so like, you know, so you didn't, you wouldn't have noticed, for example, like if there was a, a brand logo in the background of a shot that had been covered with masking tape. <laughs> I swear to fuck, I keep seeing it in the scenes because now, you know, watching it in 1080p fucking blown up to like, you know, and I've got a relatively small television. I think my television is like 42 inches and that's like average nowadays. Back then that would have been like, you've got a fucking cinema in your house. You're Tom Cruise, basically. Yeah, exactly. So like um, yeah, so you see in the background of Jerry's apartment and stuff like cereal brands and and and, and like, like fucking household appliances all have like bits of tape over the, br- and like, you just sort of think fuck me like this this wasn't made for for the medium no. it's currently on mm. like clearly, um, and also they insisted on doing it in sixteen by nine so they had to crop the shot. So it's this weird sort of... this pan and scan You're going to pan and scan it's, it? It's not, it's not pan and scan. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's not, the opposite, isn't it? It's but not pan and scan. But it's like, um, they're basically topping up, like chopping off like the bottom of the frame to frame everyone in 60 by 9. And it works for the most part until you sort of realise that, shit, like, this is like some weird alternate dimension where nobody has any legs. You, just, <laughs> you only ever see people from, like, the navel up. <laughs> So no, it's uh, it's great. It's, it's I don't on, know why on they Amazon don't go Prime right now with Vittorio Storari, um, <clears throat> Apocalypse Now, mm-hmm. the boy was putting forward that uh, the aspect ratio should be two to one. So essentially, if you have, if you have a TV at home that's two to one, then in it you can fit one eight five. You can sit, you can fit sixteen nine. You can fit four by three without having to ever alter the original way that it was shot. So um, yeah, someone manufacture those TVs, please. Storaro's the fucking lad, though, isn't he? It's just absolute bollocks. Or yeah. cutting people off at the knees. Well, listen, back to the real, back to the question. So, American action. I'm trying to imagine what a two to one TV would even look like. Well, it's not. I mean, well, what sixteen nine? It'd be eighteen nine instead. All right. Okay. No. All right. Okay, I get it now. Come on, think about it. <laughs> For goodness' sake. So, American action movies. Now, so when I was a kid, so I was born in the uh, in the best year, nineteen eighty four, obviously. And, um, yeah, so in the 90s, you watch all the kind of 80s classics or whatever. I think the 90s action movies, the the difference is, is that 80s action movies were really, really campy. Really campy. Uh, and sometimes a tiny bit glib. In the 90s, it went the other way, I think. And they were just mega glib. Like, Lethal Weapon came out and everyone went, oh, so now the characters have got to have, like... There's no dimensions to John Matrix, apart from his biceps, okay? Apart from his vital stats on his chest, there are no dimensions. He's a man who's got a gun shed and negotiates with bullets in the head. That's, that's how it works, <laughs> yeah? yeah. Um, Is that a tagline? <laughs> negotiates with bullets and that. Hey, big time. Uh, and yeah, I just, you know, there was, obviously there was a certain glibness to, like, 80s action movies. But then I think it, it, almost like a po- like post-modernity when people started thinking, oh, well, you know, when basically when Nicolas Cage became an action movie star, who is it we were talking about before when I said that Nicolas Cage has won the Academy Award for Best Actor? People were like, well, that Nicolas Cage? Like, yeah, he's actually a very yeah, serious, amazing film, actor. Four unwatchable films, then there's another great Yeah, film. but I've heard that uh, that he's got, to, he's got to pay some alimony 
That's what I heard. So that's why it's in all the films. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I do love a lot of 90s action movies. Mm. But, yeah. And this, like, choppiness. What was it in fucking Iron Fist? Did you see this thing going around on Twitter the other day? What, from the Marvel? Yeah. um, And it's like 84 cuts in like a minute or something stupid like that and you it's just, just the worst directed the action yeah, yeah in the scene and also it takes you so fucking long to shoot that <laughs> um, right it's such a waste of time when you can do it in like three or four shots and do it properly and it also is much more impressive when you see someone like take down five people in one shot and you're like shit that took skill and energy and it's well a there's a reason why people love uh, that sequence in Old Boy yeah well it's one of the best shots because just the, the that is obviously incredibly difficult to shoot, but I think the di- what happened because like so, Born Identity was directed by Doug Liman, and the sequel was directed by Paul Greengrass, and the second sequel, and we don't talk about the other ones, um, and so there was if you go back and watch the first and the second back to back, there's there's massive stylistic differences in those movies. Firstly, uh, Matt Damon looks about ten years old in the first one. Uh, and all of the action is actually sped up. So when uh, he's uh, when he starts speaking, is it uh, German or Swiss German? When he's trying to sleep in the park, mm-hmm. and like he gets the gun off the it two, off, the two cars yeah. Down if you watch it now, like it's really sped up. And then in the second one, the shaky cam, which a lot of people hate, that's, that's it. green grasses. Yeah, but I, but I think he knows what he's doing with that one. I think he's yeah. excellent. Whereas a lot of people just do it because they think that going handheld is quicker yeah. and. Well, that fight scene in um, in the Bourne Supremacy, the one where he uh, kills the guy, when he gets um, in his apartment or in his house and he gets the magazine out of the rack yes, and starts yeah. it, that really suits the thing. But I think you're right. When it's when people just start hand like, holding it for no reason, it's, it's like... This, you can do a lot of cuts as well. Like Baz Luhrmann, Moulin Rouge, obviously not really an action film, but... Uh... He, he does thousands and thousands of cuts in that film, but every single one is considered and it's it's cut like music and, hmm. and it's beautiful. But yeah, I just think it's quite often that people do that because they don't really have a vision, so they just cover every fucking angle that's on set and then dump it on an editor to kind of and make chop it to some, bits. Yeah, some because kind of and this is the thing they only do that to give it what it's like a like a false sense of of like not authenticity but something like an actual energy to the scene that's obviously not in it before i mean Mm -hmm. look at fucking the first rocky movie look at that fight at the end is fucking incredible and you don't need to go mad on it just actually have two people that have something at stake rather than running through two all of this comes down to basically having characters you give a shit about well yeah well exactly like any movie speaking of which uh when stano says are there any decent sports films that aren't documentaries well depends the i don't think rocky is a sports film it's a film which happens to have sport in it which is why it's so good the sequels on the other hand are exactly the other way around so rocky's like on the waterfront basically but with a massive fight scene at the end mm. whereas rocky 4 is just the greatest music video of all time like there are more musical numbers in that <laughs> than in fucking cabaret <laughs> it's absolutely incredible what a movie what a fucking <laughs> movie that is but yeah so any decent sports films that aren't documentaries? What we say? Is it This Sporting Life? I think it's called. I've not seen it for a long time. The rugby one? Yeah. The guy who wrote that died recently, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's... I mean, there are loads, obviously loads and loads of really good sports films, but the, the thing... Up and Under. 
The nineties. I'm just plugging rugby league. The nineties were fucking... fucking sports movies. Are just pulling a four or four in my head, and all I can think of is David Does Dallas. Excuse me. So uh... <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Chris <laughs> Chris Reedy asks, or oh, favorite depiction of an Uzi on film? What's got to be the Terminator, isn't it? He even says it, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, he's know? a massive advert for fucking Uzi nine millimeter. <laughs> I imagine sales after that just went shit. I want the gun which he kills everyone with. Um... Uh, Ross McMahon have you ever walked out of the cinema because the film was total shite Tom Stevens our mate Dave and I mate he walked out of Transformers 2 didn't he I mean, and he's, he's watched bad. a lot of shit he does watch tons of he shit he used to work for Lionsgate and he you know he's massively massively into his films like crazy into them he's seen everything ever and he's a right dick um, and yeah he's seen so much shit but yeah Transformers 2 was just it it's just too much. <laughs> it was just it <laughs> I mean, I almost walked out of episode two. Episode two is unbelievably bad. Just because I was like, I was genuinely like, there's just something better I can be doing with my time. I'm so fucking bored. It's and there's so, at least an hour left. It's so, it's so, so bad. Oh, Boondock I'm, Saints, which people love. Like some people are really, like it's a cult classic for some people. I, I've started watching it twice and gone, this is just shit. It's got that really good scene with, is it Willem Dafoe, where he walks you through the... It's got a stellar cast. The story around it is much more interesting really than the Overnight. Film, yeah. So you've not seen a documentary overnight about the guy who wrote and directed uh, Boondock Saints. Troy That's absolutely was, incredible. Yeah, yeah, that is amazing. Get that, get that fucking scene. Uh, okay, Vitamin DB, of course, David Black. What's the all-time classic film you've never seen? I've yet to see Rocky, and people are shocked by this. I've never seen The Godfather. I've never seen Alien, you know. I've never seen Titanic. <laughs> I tweeted about this. Um, is, that, is that an actual genuine answer? No, yeah, gen- genuine. I've never seen Titanic. Uh, what have I? I've not, I've not seen Casablanca. Do you know what? I've never seen Citizen Kane either. I've got, I've got a copy of it in the house. Never watched it. Jim Trinker. You should watch that. I know the fucking twist, don't I? What? It's not a fucking twist. What are you on about? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a MacGuffin. It's a way yeah. you can journey through his life. It's yeah, not and actually, about, I just said you're two boobless hours. Yeah, that it, although guy thing. I don't know. Like, I think you know the Family Guy stuff. It's more ambiguous than that. Like, you know, when he, it's a sled, but it's not. It is a sled, but obviously, yeah, it's not. a it's a prism for. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but some of the shots in that fucking movie. Uh, the one in there is at the cat house where it goes up in, in the theatre when the camera goes up and through oh, yes, the it. sign. Do you know how fucking difficult that is? It's Especially in fucking, film. what, 1941 or whatever. You're, you're speaking to the rest of what is your production company. So, like, Yeah, I mean, I listen, I don't know how to work the camera. I just do the <laughs> shouting. Um, <laughs> Talking to a man who's worked on actual film set. Do you know how fucking hard that is? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's in ret- great detail. <laughs> <laughs> Dave doesn't know. Oh, anyway, Rogue One's out on um, on Blu-ray now. So that's uh, Special Gun Productions joint. Um, <laughs> Simon Reed asks, best Paul Verhoeven film? It's got to be Robocop on it. It's got to be. Don't say spetters. Don't be a cunt. I'm going to think Robocop is. It's Robocop. Robocop's... Total Recall pips uh, Robocop for me. You're wrong. In fact, you're wrong because basically we're not... I'm not not fucking wrong. You're wrong. That's what I think. You're not an opinion. You're wrong because we're actually living in Robocop (laughs) now. Remember when they remade it and it just added nothing because the original is so perfect and so accurate. It's like, yeah, Detroit's fucked. The uh, the cop the cops are all so heavily armed. They may as well be their own army. Remember when you made it? Remember when we made a big thing? Uh, we made a video about Detroit 
something. Rock something. City. Robot shite, innit? Ro- Detroit robot shite. The new fucking David Cage. The game new fucking dickhead up. game. Yeah, and we made it. We made a film about how about how uh, like about visions of Detroit and about how Robocop's the most accurate film ever made. The the joke being that Detroit is a shithole and it is now a police state. Mm. Um, and that was before Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were but like on... all these people who were actually from Detroit came into the comments and were just like, "Don't talk about Detroit like that. It's not the shithole you're making it out to be." We're just it's a really like, artistic city now, though, isn't it? Because the place got was basically abandoned. All those factories, it's stuff, wasn't it? And then I, I guess the way that a lot of Berlin and stuff. Was, and it's so, like you know we were doing it for comic effect, but you know, like you say, it, mm. you know, it was virtually abandoned commercially, right? You know, it was it was fucked. bankrupt. Yeah, fucked. Listen, listen, Frankie the dog asks, how do I contact Burns' hairdresser? Now listen, I'll tell you how to contact them. It's Charles Worthington <laughs> on Percy Street, just off Tottenham Court Road. Yeah? Ask for Fiona, right? <laughs> tell them that I sent you. I get money off. You get money off. Everyone wins. Easy. There you go. Google the phone number. <laughs> ask for Fiona. Say... Do you mind not using company resources to get... F- Fucking cheaper haircuts. I mean, it still will be with the discount. It'll still be about what you spend in a year. It's still going to be like fourteen hundred quid. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> I recently came back from a stag do, and somehow someone was saying, "Oh, I need to get a haircut," and mm. then someone we got onto the discussion of how much it was. And when I said it was uh, fifty-eight quid, uh, the guy looked at me as if I was the worst person that have ever lived, and I was like, mm. "Fair, accurate." Hitler, Stalin, Burns, yeah, isn't you, it? You come for the haircut, <laughs> but you stay for the champagne and the fucking truffle you, souffle. You get. You get as much champagne as you can drink. Two quid. <sighs> Mate, it's awesome. Two quid? You just pay for the haircut. Yeah, but free champagne, essentially. It's not free if it's two quid. Yeah, but... I'm 58 quid for the haircut, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but... Come to Dave the Barber's and I'll cut it and it's 60 quid all you can drink. Yeah, but... As long as you want a number <clears throat> one all over. But, uh, so, like, so I was speaking to, uh, to someone else who goes there and they were saying that basically when... So if, if, you're, get, if you're a woman and you're getting, like the whole shooting match done it takes hours mm. so that people so people go there before they go to big events or whatever and they just get smashed because it costs two quid to, for as much champagne as you could possibly drink in four hours you see people just like falling yeah, about on the way. <laughs> I'm on the way to the BAFTAs I'm off to get a haircut did you make the BAFTAs? no I was too smashed before before I arrived listen 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 here's one thing that I want to talk about it this new fucking adaptation, is it going to be good? I don't know. Is it a film? What? Or a TV series? I haven't it's seen it. a film. It's a film. No, yeah. I haven't seen the trailer yet. The trailer's good. It's got a scene which is... It's, it's, not, it's a I film. It's trailers. not a telly thing. No, it's a film. I thought it was a telly thing. It was a telly thing in 1990, but that's that's years ago now. It's like Did at least eight years ago. You see, um, there was an article, I think it was on Vox or something, but talked about how the new version of Stephen King's, it borrows a lot from Stranger Things. And people on the internet went fucking mental. Oh, like a Stranger Things is based on that. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, exactly. there's a bit of blood just coming out of my eye here. I'll, uh... So, so kids on bikes, this is, this is obviously it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, oh, just no. No, 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 no. Although no. I'm pretty fucking sure whoever came up with that article was just like, listen, I'll tell you what we'll do. Like, yeah, let's, let's yeah. fucking get the wind up like, out let's, of let's, pre- let's pretend we've got it wrong and watch everyone fucking link to it in anger. <laughs> yeah. Quid, quids in, baby. So I've not, I've not read um, it because, listen, 
Um, it's about a thousand pages long. I've got no time. I think quite literally. Yeah, for like 1,100 pages of Stephen King talking about fucking Massachusetts or whatever. And I don't like <laughs> books. So. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. We're we, uh, After we've done this, we're going to do the uh, next Not the Director's Commentary on The Thing. And uh, I was talking to you yesterday, Dave, about how I find um, it, or at least the movie version and The Thing, to be complementary in a lot of ways but nice and distinct in that in the losers club so the first bit of the of it when they're kids is that uh pennywise or whatever uh you want to call it manifests itself as things that children are afraid of whereas in the thing it manifests as the thing that adults are afraid of which is other people. <laughs> so in it, it's like spiders and clowns. Yeah. And in the thing, it's just fucking computer programmers. <laughs> it's paranoia. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, look out for that. That's going to happen. What time is it? How long have we been fucking recording this thing for? Jimbo. Oh, I don't know. It's been a while now. Answer like, the question, isn't it? How long have we been, uh, It's only been 36 minutes. 36, ago, yeah? 36 minutes. Right, listen. Okay. Lucas asks, has anyone seen Ghost in the Shell? Is it any good? No, I've not seen it. I'm not, not going to see that shit. Not seen the live we'll action. See it. One, I'm not. seeing it. No, it's going to be rocks. I it? don't know. The whole thing makes. Uh, I, I just. I. I never thought it was particularly. Um, I don't know to say it's unfilmable is wrong because everything's filmable. But uh, I, I, I. They made I, a movie version of Naked Lunch. I don't think it's <laughs> made a movie version of American Psycho. Yeah. I, I do not think you can make a more perfect version of that film than the one that already existed. So I I just don't see the. I'm not like one of these people. If they, if there's a remake, I'm like, how dare they make? I'm like, I don't care that they've done it. I just don't feel any need to see it because I'm like, it's not going to be as good as Ghost in the Shell. But this seems to be a new trend in terms of taking animated things and then making live action ones. So um, Disney seems to be going through their back catalogue, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I bet yeah. it's just to keep the fucking copyright. Yeah. <laughs> and make several hundred million dollars. Yeah. No, but I'm absolutely convinced the main reason is I mean a lot of the stuff it quite possibly is. A lot of their stuff they're they're adapting is really fucking old and I reckon mm. it's just like ah things are ticking over, aren't they? So mm. you just you just just refreshing the old fucking documents, lads. Yeah. Get down yeah. to the old accountant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hand in. Um yeah, okay, Dave, this is one for you because I've not seen any films this year, because films are bad. Um Enchanting Duck asks uh, the best film released this year that you've watched. Oh, I still need to see Get Out. I need to see it. I need to see that as well. That awesome this year. I mean, most of my films that I've been watching this year, to be honest, have been more on uh, Netflix, which isn't necessary that they released this year. I haven't been to the cinema that much. Wilder People, that was brilliant. Yeah. What movies came out year. this year? Was that last year? That was last Wilder year. People. Oh, yeah, it was 2016. Ta- Taika Waititi, right? Yeah. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but his name, but... That was a fucking... He's doing Thor, isn't he? He's doing Thor. That was a cracking film, yeah. that was, though. Hunt for the, Hunt of what, the Thor? People. No, Hunt of the... Hunt for or Hunt, Hunt of... Something about fucking wilder people. Listen, I've not... It's what year is it? it? does a rap. What year is it? 2017. 2017, isn't it? Right, 2017 in film. Let's have a little look, because I can't remember a single film that came out this year that wasn't Get Out and Beauty and the Beast. No, no, it's... Uh, I'll tell you exactly what the best fucking film of 2017. Hidden Figures. That's a Google oh, fucking yeah. title there. Hidden Figures. Went to see that. We went to see three films. 
um, me and my flatmates a few uh, a couple a few weeks back. So we saw uh, Kong, saw Lego Batman, and then we, yeah. saw, then we saw Hidden Figures at the yeah. end, at the end of the night. What about um, um, Underworld Blood Wars? <laughs> Uh, Hidden Figures is a fuck is absolutely wonderful uh, film uh, with a really great cast about I mean about exactly I mean it's a very clever title in a lot of ways but just uh, just about three uh, particular black women who were involved in basically the they were the human computers that um, did a lot of the calculations that NASA needed to you know get people into space without killing them. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of their work is very much the basis on which they were able to do that. Um, and their story kind of hasn't really been told mm. until now. You know, it's, uh, you know, it makes the, the, the film makes a point of sort of showing how, uh, y- you know, their reports would have their bosses name on them instead of theirs even though they did all the work and stuff like that you know, so i was reading just, a little you know. a little bit about uh about this uh, about the film and, and all of that mm. sort of thing and the who and there was um so there's been yeah people are finally starting to pay attention to the, mm. uh, the people who actually did it yeah. but how uh in the past is like programming so actually like manually inputting numbers was seen mm. as almost a bit like secretarial work Mm-hmm. So, seeing like you're being a huge, like you're not the calculation part, obviously, but the punching in of, of mm-hmm. you know punch cards or whatever. Which in fact, it's like it's it's really fucking skilled work. Yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> I mean, and, and and that I think then, and I can't yeah. remember who was talking about it but about that's why. Well, there are obviously many other reasons and more obvious reasons why it happened, but that was a nut, like a, a smaller element of it. Mm-hmm. That that's you know, of course, there was you know uh, racial elements. Uh, sexism, all of that, and then, but also that secretarial work that was seen as as some of what it was as well. So I thought that was, that was an interesting little like addendum to obviously the main problem, which is that men are all a bunch of fucking assholes. Do they have yeah. to use a separate building to go to the bathroom and losing yes. like hours? Yeah, that, a day? that was a big thing. Like you know, um, uh, which, uh, the, the there was one. There's three of them um, that the film focuses on, and then and then one of them who is like the. The, the sort of the, the the main out of the three, um, where most of the attention is on um, how she was like promoted to uh, the department that was working on the John Glenn flight. Um, it was in a different building, um, and you know they had segregated bathrooms. And in the building she'd been moved to, there was no coloured bathroom. And, you know, so she had to walk like 45 minutes to the other bathroom every time she wanted to go to the toilet, you know, so it was like it was a, it was this like two hour round trip to go for a piss. And, you know, and eventually she gets into shit for it. And, and, you know, like where, where, you know, where the fuck are you going every day? There isn't a bathroom in this building I can use, which, you know, so her boss eventually just sort of goes, well, I tell you what, there's, there's no more segregated bathrooms anymore in here then. You know, people people piss where they need to piss, right? And it was sort of like a combination. It was like sort of making the point that a lot of the um, a lot of the the segre- segregation barriers were kind of taken down, not through kind of uh, necessarily through sort of liberalism or progressivism, but kind of kind of it's pragmatism. Yeah, yeah. You know, just just like well, we need to get this Probably shit that, done, no. guys. Probably just you know? buried the racism and just make you know? it more subtle. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it, it was. I don't know if it was like an overt point, but it was almost like 
um, it, it, it was it was almost sort of saying that like, well, actually, they hated Russians more than they hated black people, so <laughs> you know, wow. um, which is uh, you know, which is a hell of a thought um, that uh, you know you can't you, you can't get past bad things in your society until you're all kind of at war with another society. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's, especially it's, how, like, how crucial like they every, were. Like um, you, you, you need an enemy at every step of the way, otherwise there is no progress ever, which mm. is a horrible uh, uh, thought about... My enemies are people who vote for Brexit. Bye. Oh, gonna, They've got to go. going to have to do so much editing on this part. I don't think so, mate. <laughs> I don't think so. They're all a bunch of cunts and they cost me money. Okay? <laughs> What's the timestamp on this? <laughs> But if Jim Trink is trying to cut that out, is he not your enemy now? I can't be bothered fucking deleting all the comments. Uh, I mean, the podcast will be about a minute long if you cut out all that stuff. Exactly. Like the PG-13 version of Freddy Got Fingered. Um. I'll tell you what film I did see, actually, that was a real a real story. Um, a really fascinating story. Not a great film. Mm. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge. I think that is Hacksaw te- Jim Duggan Technically Ridge. 2016, but it Isn't only came out Call in the UK. Duty level? Sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Like it's it's, it was made by so. fucking mad... Mad bastard Mel Gibbo, yeah. wasn't it? Mel Gibbo. <laughs> the war scenes are incredible. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's actually a really good flesh, director. But... He's just a serious arsehole. He's just a massive guy. <laughs> <laughs> who was it? Um, was it Joe Esterhas, the, uh, the guy who wrote to Basic Instinct mm. and numerous other fucking terrible movies? Um, he, um, he was working with Mel Gibson like to write a screenplay and he was living with him to write a screenplay about this uh, this movie that didn't happen. And um, it was so he, he wrote a book about his experience with Mel Gibson. And it's called Heaven and Mel. And <laughs> that is a super title. I'm telling you, Mel Gibson does not come out of that well at all. Does like, Mel Gibson come out of anything well? I mean, no, like he apparently just as, as claimed, like screaming down the phone at his wife or ex-wife, like claiming he's going to kill her, all this sort of stuff. Um, and... <laughs> So apparently Gibson and Esterhas are out somewhere and someone comes over and says, can I get a photo? And uh, Gibson like really smiles. He's like, yeah, no problem, no problem. As the people turn around to like get their phone. Uh, so Esterhas, I think he's going to take it. And he just goes and makes the throat cutting motion. <laughs> and then Esterhas like, weird. Takes the photo and he's like, did you, uh, did you cut the heads off the, the shot? Like, no. Like, always cut the heads off the shot then they can't sell the photo basically that's just like mel just you're 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 one of the most famous people in the world i'm sure there's plenty of photos of mel fucking gibson in a restaurant but yeah (laughs) is he the one who's been redoing the old fraser thing and cutting off the uh yeah cutting everyone's uh legs off but yeah um who's in that that it's like uh who is in hacksaw ridge that you wouldn't expect to be in it it's Who's the like Pee-wee drill Herman. sergeant or someone? Oh, it's um, you're on about. Come on, John Cleese. No, I mean he'd be well unexpected. It's a season two of True Detective. So not Colin Farrell. True Detective season two. Yeah, the bad one. Ooh, Vince ooh, Vaughan. Vince Cable. Vin- Vince, Vince Vaughan. Remember when Vince Vaughan just got fucking hench. Remember when he used to be really lithe and then he went, fuck this, I'm getting on all the fucking food. Uh, he's always had a shit hairline though, hasn't he? I mean, yeah, it's it's back there, isn't it? Mm. But um, yeah, I like Vince Vaughn though. He seems like a good person. 
<laughs> and Finswall wants to come and hang out with me. It's fucking damning praise from you, though, that, isn't it? That's yeah. how dare you? <laughs> so has anyone actually seen this new fucking Beauty and the Beast thing? No. no I was things, I was invited to join friends the other day, and I was like, or for I, tea. And you know, like you know, sometimes you get to an evening and you've got plans to go out, and you kind of feel like, oh, do you know what? I really, I really could do it just sitting in the house. But you go because you've made the plans. Mm. I had that when we were going out to see Beauty and the Beast and it got to... And do you know what? The promise of seeing a live-action Beauty and the Beast just wasn't enough to... It wasn't enough of a motivator to get trousers on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do you know what, guys? You go ahead. I'm going to sit here and play Mass Effect for four hours. Yeah, um, although I hear it is pretty good. I hear, I hear, I hear it's all right. Although, have you heard fucking uh, Ewan McGregor plays Lumiere in it, right? Oh, does he? That's the name of the candlestick, right? The French candlestick. I've not seen the movie. Yes. Hey, so uh, this is it's the opposite thing that's, that Simon Pegg had, right? Simon Pegg played uh, a Scottish man in Star Trek. He has a Glaswegian wife, and you'd think she'd have given him some fucking pointers on the accent. Did she fuck? It's, it's terrible. Mm. Uh, Ewan McGregor is married to a French woman, and you'd think she'd have helped him out. Absolutely not. Just, sound, just sounds like Ewan McGregor doing like a fucking 1973 sitcom fucking John Cleese hello, hello. French accent. Oh, you know what I mean? oh my It's all very, you know, choose a life kind of. Dropped H's yeah, and shit. No. It's, it's just, yeah, it's terrible. And you're like, Ewan McGregor got paid fucking millions for that. <laughs> <laughs> tell you what I have seen this week though what uh, which is Harry Potter and the Cursed Child parts one and oh, two yeah you went to oh, see it sunniest it. weekend of the year I'm very jealous I really want to see that it is really good and some of them it's so well like the stage management direction is fucking incredible yeah I just keep hearing about like, how, how amazing the production design is yeah I mean Magic might as well be real at parts of the production where you're just like how what did you just that? say Magic might as well be real yeah if you, if you, you look at the way they stage it you say this mate incredible Fucking, I bet it's a load of shit like the rest of them. I've never actually seen any Harry Potter movies. Have you read any of the books? No. Yeah. Solid opinion. For those at home, the incredulous look we were just given by Burns as if to say, like, the idea of reading a Harry Potter novel is just like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm not against it, you know. But it's just not as good as The Worst Witch, is it? Well, how would you even know that? Because I've read it. You've read The Worst Witch, but you haven't read... Yeah, because... I wasn't a child. But you Harry... can't you can't make the comparison. You, you know. are unqualified. Have you read the books, Jim? No. <laughs> Good. So no one's qualified I've to have any I've read opinion. All of them. I have listened uh, to this to the Stephen Fry audiobook version. Oh of yeah, for Uncle Stephen Fry. Yeah, that's the first. Um, podcast, I'm working through them slowly. I've got them on audiobook, but um, you're working through them slowly. What you're seen... just like pausing them every <laughs> now and then. Like... I don't have much of a commute anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, yeah. my, my commute is three feet to my desk. Usually. You could go for a walk. Yeah, but I mean, if you... a lovely walk. I'm gonna go for a walk so I can listen to Harry Potter. Um, seems fine to me it actually does seem quite fine I should probably do that um, no but uh, it, it's I, I love the films um, Harry Potter's great like it's it's so much better than all the fucking curmudgeons give it credit for it's a wonderful story about growing up essentially that a lot of people that you can relate to if you've ever grown but, up yeah the play handles that really <laughs> well I've always well. been 30 Basically, I was born as uh, fully formed, essentially. Um, speaking of books, at the moment, 
I am reading, I stole this from Dave. So Dave's actually got quite a well-stocked library of classics, which is incredible given where he's from. But um, yeah, so I stole his copy of A Confederacy of Dunces. Let me tell you, that fucking book mm. is incredible. So I love Ignatius because he reminds me of me. He is just the biggest tosser in the world. Uh, and so the, and also the other day uh, I was out in the pub I think, you know, I had some, uh, I was in a state of advanced refreshment and I just uh, texted someone in block caps, I am Ignatius. And their response was, I don't know what that means. <laughs> what is that reference? <laughs> <laughs> but they, um, so uh, there's been some talk over the years about like Will Ferrell or John C. Riley playing the, the lead character. And it's set in like uh, 70s New Orleans. And the main character, Ignatius J. Riley, is a very well-educated but complete hypochondriac. He's massively, massively overweight. He lives with his poor, long-suffering mother. And anything that he talks about is always so overblown, hyperbolic, usually references to classic literature. And he's got all these schemes and plans that revolve around him being the greatest person in the world. He, watch, he watches this TV show. It's like... A, like a kind of big band thing where singers come on and then children come on and start singing. And at one point he remarks that these children should all be gassed because, uh, but the, obviously the joke is, is that he will never admit that he loves lowbrow culture, but he's watched thousands of hours of that show. Yeah, um, you yeah. are him, aren't you? That's definitely I sure. am definitely Ignatius J. Ryan. But um, yeah, so there's a lot of, um, a lot of talk about Will Ferrell playing him, but I don't think Will Ferrell should play him i love will ferrell but it should be someone like tom hardy because will ferrell is inherently a very funny man but there's that but ignatius j riley takes himself so unbelievably seriously that he does not see like with a will ferrell movie it'd be more slapsticky whereas this is just actually a tale about urban poverty through the prism of a of a fam who spent all their money to educate their dickhead son <laughs> and he refuses to do anything with it or for them so yeah check it out if you've not seen it i read it sorry it's great i read an in cold blood well, i've just finished reading in cold blood yeah. which is absolutely brilliant yeah not seen the film version of that. Have you ever seen that? No. I saw Capote with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, for goodness sake. You're trying to think about him. It annoys me. Robert Mugabe still lives and he is dead. I know. Mugabe's never going to die, you know? It's impossible. It's sustained by pure evil. If he ever does, it'll be like, it, it, you won't ever find out and it'll just be like CGI Robert Mugabe <laughs> doing fucking... Peter Cushing. And, and that. Starring Peter Cushing and Robert Mugabe. <laughs> Robert Mugabe had his knighthood strip. So Peter Cushing and Robert Mugabe and like... And, and it'll still be a Star Wars film. and just be like, yeah, well, you know, we thought Robert Mugabe had the right look. <laughs> I mean, he's certainly evil So we enough. bought the rights to his image from his estate. Why exactly. the fuck not? That's, that's the future. That's what's going to happen. People are going to start putting Robert Mugabe in films just because the, 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 the rights are on sale. Yeah. yeah well, so listen, speaking of like, famous Roberts... You know, what, what, about, what about a buddy cop movie, right? <laughs> really buddy cop, listen, buddy cop movie. It's like, cop A is Humphrey Bogart, and cop B is Robert Mugabe. <laughs> It's just called Bogart and Mugabe. It's, it, no, it's the same post as Miley and me, but it's Bo Mugabe and Mo. And me. <laughs> Actually, we should probably we should probably get that pitch immediately. Yeah, They'll absolutely. buy it. Listen, tell you, let's, let's pitch it straight to ILM as well. Listen, we reckon we reckon we can make this with you. <laughs> it's, 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 
What's my passion the, project. Literally, you'll be doing most of the heavy lifting on this project. What is it? It's Lethal Weapon <laughs> with Humphrey Bogart and Robert Mugabe. They've certainly got a lot of differences. <laughs> it must be worked out over the course of 90 minutes. So, yeah, listen, on that note, <laughs> we're off to go and um, do, like, stuff now. Stuff and things. Anyway, get yeah, us, we got stuff to do. Get, get subscribed. Get all followed, innit? Yeah. Jim Burns Dave everywhere. Get followed for just high-quality uh, shit-talking. Because that's what we do. We're the best shit-talkers around. Yeah, that around. is true. I mean, we do talk a lot of shit. That is, that is fair. So, yeah, we're going to do the thing. And then after that, we're going to do Jean Dillon. <laughs> we're going to do it. And we're going to... We have to get something like uh, marijuana. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know anyone who, uh, you live in the suburbs, you know, so I don't know. <laughs> it's all medicinal around here, mate. Everyone's an OAP. <laughs> Speaking of which. Fucking balance. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. Well, anyway. <laughs> listen, we're out. You've been great. Thanks for listening. And we'll Cheers. be back later. Bye.